You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. If you want a good laugh, Google you had one job. Do that right now. I think some of the things that you that might pop up is you'll see a start the word stop misspelled at a street crossing or a sign that says keep right with an arrow that's pointing left. Like you had one job. How did you mess that up? Or you might see an elevator sign that says fourth floor with the number five above it. Or you might see a bag that says hot dog buns, clearly labeled, but filled with hamburger buns. Like, how does that happen? Or maybe my favorite is a fast food uh, hamburger with cheese on top of the bun, melted on top of the bun. Like, how do you mess that up of all things? But my wife might say, well, you know what? I've given you one job before. She's given me the one job of going to the grocery store, pick up this one item. I'm like, I can remember that. I don't need to room, uh, write that down. And I go to the store and, and I get there and I pick up like 10 items. And guess what? When I get home, I didn't get the one item that she needed. And I'm like, how did I blow that? All I had to do was remember one thing and I blew it. I, I wonder if God thinks the same thing about us sometimes as Christians. I gave, gave you one job. Love me and love others, and you blew it. You blew it. If you think about how often Christians are described, they're often described as words such as judgmental, mean, opinionated, too political, that we're described as what we're against. We don't, we're not always described as being loving and compassionate. And that breaks my heart. Because when we look at the gospel, when we look at the Bible, we are called to be loving. We started a series last week on covering 1 John. And the series is called Love Illuminated. And we're called to, to love God and to love others. When we want to be loving in a dark uh, community, in a dark world. And, and we're called to, to show God's love. We want to experience God's love. And we also want to, others to experience God's love. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. We see at the, the first few verses that John is uh, talking about some false prophets. And one of the tests of a, a true follower of Christ is their ability to love. So starting at verse 7, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Verse 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We see that God's love is sacrificial. We see that God's love is action. He didn't just talk about love. Uh, he puts it into action. Verse 11, Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to, to full expression in us. The origin of love is God. 
God is love. It's who he is. And when he works in our life, we too cannot help but be loving. You know, when we say the word love in our culture, it can mean a lot of different things. And, and we use it in a lot of different ways. We say that we love Chinese food or we love donuts or I love this shirt. But when we see love often in the New Testament, we see that it's a word that means action. It means sacrifice. 1 Corinthians 13 describes love this way. Uh, starting at verse 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whatever the truth, when, whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. When love is evoked in Scripture, the term is used to describe the way that we talk and act. It's our mindset toward others. And God's love he motivates us to be selfless in a self-centered world. John Weiss, uh, one of my friends that I grew up with or was, went to college with, said this, The more I love people, the more I fall in love with God. And the more I fall in love with God, the more I fall in love with people. Have you found it's easy to love some people and it's really difficult to love others? There are some people that's really easy to love. You just hit it off, they're respectful, they're kind, and it's really just easy to love them. But then, on the other hand, there are some people who are not easy to love. Maybe they're mean, maybe they're a little rough on the edges, maybe just, there's just something about them that you just don't see eye to eye. There was a guy in college, we'll call his name, we'll call him Joe. And, and, and Joe was loud, he was opinionated, he was arrogant. He just rubbed me the wrong way. He wasn't a guy that I just enjoyed being around. And he was a 49ers fan and I'm a Cowboy fan. And he would let, us, let me and other people know that was on the dorm floor when the Cowboys lost. And he would rub it in our face and he would tell, boast about how great the 49ers were. On top of that, he was an OU fan and he let us know how great OU was and how bad your team was. When it came to discussing the Bible, it seemed like he was always right. And it was just a guy that, man, he just kind of, kind of pushed my buttons. I just couldn't stand him. And here I am in a Bible college, studying the Bible, studying about love, and talking about how God is love, and I'm having a hard time loving someone down the hallway from me. Now on top of this, we both like the same girl. And so that made it even harder. I'm like, why does the girl that I like have to like this guy out of all the people in the world? And so there was just this, this thing that was in my heart that he was really hard to love. Now, let me fast forward a little bit. I, I did learn to love him, and, and I think he has become more humble over the years. And we run in the same circles, and we know what he, what, what's going on in each other's ministry. And he's doing a fantastic job, and he got the girl of his dreams. And, and God had a different plan for me, and, and I'm blessed with a, with a beautiful wife and a beautiful family, just like he is. But I think there's a point here that we have to realize there, that sometimes there, there are people in our life that's hard to love. That there are people in our life that, that it's really, really difficult to, to extend love and compassion to. And love is messy and it's hard and it's not always easy. And, and it's much easier to lash out instead of being loving. It, it's easier to be uncaring. 
It, it's easy, easier just to, to say, you know what? If you're going to be mean to me, if you don't like me, if you're going to do this, I, I'm just going to lash out at you. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, starting at verse 43, says this. You've heard the law says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on, on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Verse 46, man, it just kind of punched me in the gut. I mean, even tax collectors, they love people who love them, who are nice to them. Verse 47, if you're kind only to your friends, how are you different than anyone else? Even pagans do that. If I could summarize what Jesus is saying here is he's saying love has no exception clauses. We are called as Christians to love everyone. Pagans, yes, they can love people who only love them, who are nice to them. But as Christians, we're called to love people who are mean to us, who irritate us. Who, who maybe we don't like or we don't understand, who, move, who may annoy us, who may be super needy or maybe even toxic. And that people who are mean to us and, and just are not friendly to us. But if we allow our feelings about them to cause us to mistreat them, we are on dangerous ground. We are not reflecting Christ. The more that we love God, the more that we, that we have the capacity, the the capacity to love other people. Yeah, I, I can't love certain people on my own. I, I've tried to do it on my own strength. But it's only when I let the Holy Spirit live in my life to give me the capacity to love difficult and hard people. Now, when I say love people, I'm not saying that we should take abuse. I'm not saying that we should just let people walk over us. But there's a nice way at handling such situations. There's a healthy way at handling situations. And we are called to love people, to take the high road. Love has no exception clauses. And as, as we do that, that means we give up our right to be unforgiving, to judge others, to be prejudiced, to trash people. I, I know that's countercultural because we're all about our rights. And we say, man, if someone says something to me or does something mean to me, I have the right to, to stick up for myself and I'm going to go after them. But you know what? As Christians, the loving thing for us to do is, hey, we're, not, we're going to pray for those who persecute us. We're going to still be loving and compassionate. We're not going to give them what they deserve. When we don't love, we marginalize the people that Jesus died for. My friend Caleb Kottenbach said that, and it was really convicting. Let me say that again. When we don't love, we marginalize the people that Jesus died for. We live in a society that's filled with rage and anger and hate. And how do we change our society? How do we change uh, our world? I think we love without exception clauses. When we say, you know what, I'm going to love everyone, even the people that irritate me that are hard to get along with. We're not just going to talk about love, but we're going to put it in action. 1 John 1, 5 to 7 says, this is the message that we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. 
So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light, as God is in the light, we will have fellowship with each other. We will do life together. We'll keep on hanging out with each other. We will love people. That's kind of of how I see that. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So we, if we really want to shine into the darkness, if we want to let Christ shine into the darkness, we have to love. When that's our one job. Let's love God and love others. So this week, let me encourage you. Pay attention to whether your words and actions reflect light or darkness. And then secondly, identify someone in your life that you need to demonstrate love to this week. It might be a neighbor. It might be a friend. It might be a coworker. But I want you to think of someone that you can show love to.